Meanwhile in the pod cave. to another edition of the Podman. I'm Brad. I'm Brian. I'm Podman Ron. And uh, new to, we were just talking about in the green room, new to the podcast here is that we want uh, listeners to chime in on what this mystery sound is. I made the guess that Podman Ron is on a, uh, having a cardiogram. Yeah, I think he's, he he is so excited for Avengers Endgame. That uh, he's had he's had to be hooked up to a heart monitor just to make sure three hours long, man. Yeah. <laughs> You're gonna have to you know be on dialysis, I think, if you. Uh, you know, I definitely got to drain drain my kidneys before I go. That's for sure. I mean, this is going to be a, a real problem for you because you've and you're as you've reached a more mature age. Uh, and like to sit on the yeah. aisle seat because you have to get up a couple of times, right? Yeah, I, this, I'm going to hate it. Three hours long, I'll be like running like crazy to the back. <laughs> Avengers Endgame is for a young man. It is not It's not for old people. I need to go to one of those places where truckers go and they get those little canisters like TM yeah. when they're driving. Well, you can get those at the emergency room. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. hospitals have them. You can hit a nursing home. Yeah, and, you know, they probably flip you one for like five bucks. Yeah, that wouldn't be a bad thing. I mean, it's dark; no one will know. No one will know. My granddad used to have one, oh. and when we'd go on long trips, I didn't know this for years, but he'd whip it out and take a piss while he was driving. Ah, that's talent. That's talent. Yeah, but have y'all ever tried to do that though? Have you ever tried to piss at a time that you you know in your mind that this is not right, and you're and you just can't, it won't do it. Maybe not. Yeah. <laughs> no. Maybe it, he was like retired army, so maybe it's a skill set they train in the armed services. Yeah, because because honestly, no no matter how bad I had to pee, if I had to whip it out like in a theater or in a car or something to try to pee, my mind would go, "No, this ain't the place to do it." It wouldn't let. <laughs> so me you've done it, it before. <laughs> Every time I try to whip it out, and well, in the theater, it's it's not to pee. <laughs> I've done it in places where, you know, like, <laughs> I've just whipped it out. It, and my body won't let me do it. So yeah. I'm like, God damn it, I guess I have to wait till I get to the toilet. I mean, it's the, like the reverse of a gag reflex. <laughs> the embarrassing yeah. part is when the ushers catch him with his, <laughs> with his dick out and he's like, no, I'm not jerking it. I'm just really I'm trying to, I'm trying to pee. I'm warming up for Avengers Endgame, buddy. I was just taking a whiz, officer. I'm just trying to take a whiz. I'm not jerking it to Black Widow. I just I only shoot uh, twice. Uh, I just don't know what I'm going to do because I, I really like I really like to eat and drink when I'm watching a movie. So yeah. this is this is a very uh, bad situation. It's not. You're going to have to. I mean, you're going to have to <laughs> to see it twice so you can get the full effect of the whole movie. I mean, that's going to be. Well, uh, that's six hours long, man. Yeah, See that's a, a fourth of the day for you, devoted to this movie. That's going to be tough. So, for what you. Do we, so is there a pill that you can take that makes you not want to pee? Yeah. 
I mean, I, I think, yeah, I mean, whichever one would be easier for you, either just to... A salt tablet. <laughs> no, that's to prevent, prevent them from getting an erection, right? <laughs> oh, that's true. That's salt peter. <laughs> salt peter, yeah, okay. Salt peter will keep them from rubbing one out during the adventures. <laughs> but you know what? That shit's going to be so exciting. <laughs> How many fanboys are going to be out there masturbating during Endgame? I'm sure there'll be a few of them. There'll be a there. couple of sad pumps for Captain America. I'm just so sad, but I'm excited at oh, the same hash, time. Hashtag sad pumps. Hashtag sad pumps. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, with that, let's uh, go ahead and get into uh, some more news from us. We've talked about hashtag sad pump and. Uh, of course, we want you to you know tag us on our Instagram for that, as well as the mystery sound, which has gone away. Ron, is that right? Yeah, yeah, I've, I've turned them down a little bit. All right, you've turned down the mystery sound. Uh, but for Endgame, we've got some new character posters. One for everybody in that goddamn movie got a poster. Uh, and it tells a little bit of who lives and who dies, and a couple of surprises, I think, at least uh, from what I've seen. Right, Brian? Well, now, I haven't seen the posters. I know everybody's oh. got a character poster, but but I, this is news to me. Ah, wow. Breaking news. But Podman Ron, you saw them. The young uh, intern Alex, right? Showed yeah, you the posters? They, every person that's in the movie, I mean, they've even got Happy Hogan's got his own fucking poster yeah. and Pepper Pot. Yeah, thank well, God. What's interest, well, what's interesting about these posters, I guess, is <laughs> if they're I guess if they're in color, that means the color is they're people that are alive, right? And the ones that are in like black and white are the people who are been dusted. Yeah. So like Happy Hogan's in in color, so you know he's alive, and <laughs> Pepper Potts, you know he's alive, she's alive. So, um, so um, everybody, even Valkyrie, Valkyrie's got her own poster, and she's alive. She's in color, so there you go. Yeah. So, Some of the people that were in question was, uh, sh- well, uh, Shuri, 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 yeah, Shuri. She's, she's been dusted. She's been dusted. Uh, who else do we have here? We've that kind of throws out, a, a, you know, one of the big, like, uh, easy, um, one of the things we said early on was that maybe she mapped the vision and had a backup of him, and that would be a quick way to, and maybe she still does once she comes back post-snap, right? But, uh, yeah, that was an easy way to kind of wedge him back in quickly is if she was yeah. still there. Uh, but we've got uh, Spider-Man, Shuri, Black Panther, Doctor Strange, uh, Scarlet Witch, Vision, uh, Wasp. Took me a while to figure out who Wasp was. Groot, Gamora, Groot, or uh, what's his name? Drax, Winter Soldier, Falcon... Nick Loki is uh, shown here as dead. So all the theories about him surviving may not be true. Mantis and Star Lord. So yeah, there's a couple of those we didn't actually see though. Yeah, dusted. Correct. So well, that's Suri's the the big one. I mean, that's the one that that I think they had. Like it's almost weird because uh, you if. She's if Black Panther's not there, it would be kind of cool to because she was such a cool character, 
and one of the brightest spots probably of that Black Panther movie. I really liked her. Yeah. It'd be cool if she was still there to kind of shine in this movie in his absence. But, and she could be you know. Black Panther, take on the mantle of Black Panther, maybe. Like she's she done in the comics, right? I think it would be cool in the next movie if she became White Tiger. So. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. Just put that out there. Just throw it on out there. All right. Well, um... What else do we? Oh, the uh, the big the big controversy, um, and I, I watched it a little bit. I've read a little bit of it, but uh, over in the DC universe, uh, the, the the Zack Snyder verse, Zack Snyder kind of went off on fans, saying everybody he needs did. to. I mean, this was kind of his William Shatner. I know Podman Ron, one of your personal heroes. Uh, it was kind of his uh, get a life moment. It almost seemed like. Other than the fact that he was completely wrong. What? Wrong about? Oh. Uh, yeah, he's completely. So the, the big thing says uh, from the article, and we posted it on our flipboard, the Podman's flipboard. Yeah. Uh, but uh, the, the the reveal was from the interview that the Justice League. Oh, you there? Um, oh. Cut his original. He did there was pretty cool, very dark, but pretty cool. Uh, the idea was that uh, Darkseid killed Lois, and Batman was trying to protect her, and Superman turned evil and adopted the anti-life equation and, you know, didn't die. They had to basically, and it jumped forward decades, and they had to go back in time. Very, uh, very Avengers Endgame-ish. I had to go back in there, or at least what we think is going to happen in Avengers Endgame. They had to go back in time and prevent Superman from going bad. But it was basically, and, and that's where you got some of that nightmare Superman stuff still made it into the final movie, but that was concept stuff from his original script. Uh, that was why at one point in the movie, you know, Superman said, you took her from me. Like, or during that scene, he's like, you took right, her from right. me. Uh, that was all because of that utilitarian nightmare actually happened in the original script. Right. Um, but it never got shot. DC had problems with it, and so they, they scrapped it. Yeah, I mean... To me, I think, it, I think it would have been a better script, to be honest with you. It, it fits... When I read all that, it sounded like a very... much more interesting movie, and it fit in with all those... like, those scenes that you were talking about. Fit in with the Flash. Talking about Lois being... Yeah, Lois, you know, she's the, she's the key. Lois is the key. Well, it makes sense because Lois dies, so it makes sense that she would be the key. So, to me, if they should have stuck with that, that that's actually a pretty decent sound of movie. So, yeah, it almost feels like it would have been too much for people to handle. Well, no, you know. but, but here's the thing. That was when Justice League, don't you remember when they first announced it was two parts? Oh, yeah, totally. I mean, this was going to be it. Yeah, definitely. So, they, they really, I don't know. I think they should have stuck with it. I think it would have... Uh, it would have been a much better deal than what they got. Yeah. Well, and then, so that stuff, although I like where the DC Universe is heading now, like I feel like that could have been, like like you said, Ron, like that could have been pretty cool. I don't know where you would gone from there, right? But, you know, after you resolve this story. Well, it would but, also um, made a little bit more better sense about why Batman and Superman are fighting instead of just... I don't know right. what they did, you know? Yeah. Ooh. Right. And that's that whole, we've said it before, you know, that's part of the problem with DC. 
was it's directing and producing by committee, so there's too many cooks. Whereas now it seems like they streamlined and they're just letting the direct, they're hiring the team and trusting the team to do the job that they're hired to do. And we're getting better movies now. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think that's kind of the antithesis of everything that was wrong with DC before. This is too many people involved and too many people making all these decisions. And, you know, well, if this movie's this dark, we're never going to sell any toys, that kind of crap, you know? So, um, that he said, which was pretty cool to hear that and, and like flesh that out. And then it took a turn. So where did it take a turn out? I didn't read all of that. What did he say? Okay. So the next article was he kind of lost um, uh, his cool talking about fanboys complaining that Batman doesn't kill. <laughs> well, look, uh, I agree. I agree because he Batman totally killed in the Tim Burton movie. And he probably killed the Christopher Nolan movie. So I don't understand why of all of a sudden everybody got a big hard on about a few thugs being killed in these last few movies. He does. I mean, I mean, fucking Michael Keaton put a bomb down a clown's pants and smiled <laughs> and the club. I mean, what the fuck? No one said anything about that. No, we all, we all thought it was off. charming. Yeah, that's charming. I mean... That's that's homicidal homicidal right there. That's funny. However, that's not the Batman everybody's expecting to see. So what you've got is you've got a period where in in Nolan you didn't see Batman kill. Well, I have to go back and watch. He didn't save Ra's al Ghul, but he didn't kill him either. He didn't kill Joker. So. Uh, One could yeah. assume, though, that when he was tearing up the monorail, that it probably had a few collateral damages there. And he's driving on top of roofs. Those didn't collapse. I think there was a lot more off-screen uh, deaths in Nolan's movie. Well, there was mayhem for sure. But <laughs> there's a difference in, in yes. like, uh, you know, assumed, you know, Mayhem and collateral damage, and him actually murdering people on screen. <laughs> no. there's, there's a fine line there. And so, but basically, the whole point of Batman, like the core of Batman is, he does not kill. He does not, he won't use a gun. He doesn't kill. If he kills, why the hell does Joker still exist? Why did, why did Joker live past their first occur, first encounter? Like, he doesn't kill. He believes in the justice system. Like, he, he abhors violence, especially violence with a gun, because that's the way his parents died. Like, he doesn't kill because he won't sink to their level. But I'm not, I'm not so, sure if it was Snyder in this rant, and we'll get you talking about the rant that said it, or somebody else and somebody, you know, uh, talking about his rant or whatever. Uh, but I think it was Snyder who said it's like, yeah. I, in one way, yeah, I get what you're saying, but I'm showing you in the, you know, after Batman's been Batman forever, how many years he'd been Batman and Batman v Superman, how far he's fallen. You know, this is kind of the end of Batman. He's a terrorist now and all that. And they make, you know, they allude to it in, um, in the dialogue between he and Alfred is like, you know, how many, how many people stayed good? You know, how many people have died and come and gone and all that kind of stuff. So this is not, this is a Batman that I think that the story arc was going to have Batman being redeemed by Superman in a way. 
so they had to show that this is the, you know, this is the uh, alcoholic Batman and all then the killing Batman and all that stuff. So again, in that larger context of it, it's like, yeah, I can get into it. If this is, if it was just this little sliver of the movie that we saw where it's like, oh my God, Batman doesn't kill and now he's killing everything. And that's the way he is all in, in Justice League or the rest of the movies that were planned. Then I'd say, yeah, that's kind of shitty. But that was in somewhere or another, that was part of the storyline. And well, here's I guess if they wanted to do that, there was time to expand on that idea and maybe make it a little more obvious to the viewer. They didn't. They didn't. All they did was you saw in the first 20 minutes of that movie. Well, we did the math one time. In the first 20 minutes of the movie, he killed like 21 people. Okay, like, wait a minute. Like, How did... Refresh my memory, because I've only seen that movie like one time, maybe twice, but how did he kill them? The uh, <laughs> It was the chase with the Batmobile. Remember, All he harpooned right. he tossed, he har- he tossed shot people a around. one vehicle, and it exploded. Yeah. He, he harpooned another vehicle and, like, flipped it to where it completely pancaked on its roof. Okay. Uh, he was picking people off of the back of a truck with a machine gun. Uh, okay. At the, the scene when he goes in to save uh, Martha, Martha, like he blew one guy up that was wearing a gas tank on his back. Like he, it was uh, he, his his body count. In that movie was probably he probably on screen. Not hey, he maybe or maybe that guy lived. He on screen killed straight up like thirty people. But again, not too know. far from Frank Miller's Dark Knight, right? Yeah, I mean. There's there's murdering someone like when when he gets the Joker and he's face to face with the Joker, he's not going to kill someone face to face like that who's not going to fight back or anything. We're done. I've put it into the threat. But if the threat's still coming at him, and uh, he's got to stop the threat, then he's got to do whatever's necessary. Now, if you got people in a truck that's shooting at you, and you're in a car, and you've got guns, the only way you're going to be able to take them out. Is to shoot back. So they're not just sitting there giving up, you know. He's not just murdering people. He's defending himself. But so, wow. Go watch the movie again. There was times where he did not have to kill them and went ahead and did it. Well, kind of like Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton didn't have to drop that. He didn't have to. Yeah. And the, the time he turned the Batmobile around and uh, caught oh, yeah. the uh, clown on fire. Yeah. yeah I mean, he fire. hated that, fucking. That was just mean. That's just, just mean spirited. That was just mean spirited. <laughs> just mean spirited yeah. right there. And there was another about Michael Keaton. Everybody loves Michael Keaton. But, I, but we still we still have I to go back a- to. I, and I, I actually rewatched Batman v Superman again because again it definitely has its flaws, but I think it is a pretty fantastic movie and. The best Batman we uh, maybe we'll see in a while. I don't. We'll see what the Batman does. But the best, uh, I thought the best Bruce Wayne and best Batman and best costume that we've seen ever on screen so far. So I'm I'm willing to to go there to say yes. This is the Dark Knight Batman who has given up on everything and all this kind of stuff and sees Superman as a threat and is going to go you know balls out to kill Superman. Uh, but it's a stretch for you know. 
I think one of the things, again, that made it fail is that, you know, people at work were like, well, I thought Batman and Superman were friends. And you're just like, yeah, it's a long story. Don't go see the movie. I, I, you know. I agree with you there. I, I think that you, you've got an older, because he's an older, grizzled Batman who's, who's a little bit down on everything, down you know, he don't give a shit anymore, you know? I mean, he, and it's kind of like Frank Miller's Dark Knight. You know, he'll... he'll he, the old ways never work. He just he just does what he wants now. I, I like this Batman. I always have. Yeah. I thought this was a good interpretation of it. I like I like that because he's uh, what people didn't understand or I didn't feel like they understood was you have Superman with all this power, so <clears throat> you had to have a Batman who had the experience. So it kind of. It didn't equal the power, but it may, you know what I'm saying? I mean, it, it gave him a, a little bit of an edge because he had experience. And, uh, because if you would have had a Batman that's only been around for two or three, four years, you know, he's still a, he's still a newbie. He's still a, kind of a rookie. So, well, you didn't, oh, have no, to, just, you didn't have to say it's two or three. Or year. I mean, you didn't have to explain any of that. Like, you could just have a Batman that was prepared for every situation. You know, as long as he didn't have a, as long as it wasn't a baby-faced Batman, you didn't have to make him look grizzled either. He he could be, you know, thirty-five and have yeah. all the experience he needs to beat to beat Superman. He didn't have to be. 45. Yeah, but it's, but it's more believable when he's an older person and right. more, you know, grizzled. I, I mean, I, it wouldn't have made. I I never thought that way. But like, oh, because he's you know he's got salt and pepper hair and scruff. You know, uh, he looks like he's better equipped to handle Superman. Uh, that that never dawned on me. Really? Because it did me. It totally did me. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, maybe as a man with salt and pepper scruff. Well, that's maybe it. so. I, I just maybe I, you I, just related to him more. <laughs> it became more like it was more believable that that maybe ben as a Affleck, senior citizen that Ben Affleck Batman could take on Superman. Not take him on, but was a little bit more experienced than say the. Uh, What's that guy's name that was in the other Batman? Christopher Nolan Batman. Yeah. Christopher yeah, Christopher Bell. Bell. So, uh, so, yeah. so let's, before we, before we, uh, turn this into an, uh, analysis yeah, well, of Batman sorry. v so, Superman. So, so, back, so Zach's at a comic book convention or something like that. Yeah. And on what a panel. did he say? What happened? Okay. So, here's the, uh, I can pull the quote, I guess. It's, it's, it's F bomb laden. This is sensitive. For, you know, oh, we put those nerds. Let me put those nerds in his place. He totally pulled a Shatner here, I think. Yeah, he did. He uh, so the the quote is, uh, someone says to me, quote Ben Affleck, unquote Bat, Batman killed a guy. I'm like, f really? Wake up, wake the f up, man. I guess that's what I'm saying. Once you've lost your virginity to this effing movie, and you come then come to me and say. Just say say to me something about uh, something about like my superhero wouldn't do that. I'm like, are you serious? I'm like, down the effing road on that. <laughs> it's a cool point of view to be like, my heroes still uh, are still innocent. My heroes didn't effing lie to America. My heroes didn't embezzle money from the corporations. My heroes didn't effing commit any atrocities. That's cool, but you're living in an effing dream world. What's he fucking talking about? He, just, yeah, well, yeah. he went crazy. Yeah, he got away crazy. So here, I think part of the backdrop to all this, and part of the reason why, you know, maybe he got the the pushback 
and the reason why I'm saying, hey, that's not, you know, I agree. I, I don't think that's my Batman. Like, I, I like, like the minute he started murdering people, started killing people, it took me out of the movie. And I never came back, and it never pulled me back in. I was like, look, this isn't for me. Like, this isn't my Batman. And, like, like I was one of those people that dropped off right then. And I think part of the problem is, like you said, I hadn't thought about the, the Tim Burton stuff. But, yeah, there, there's, you didn't see him, you didn't see a corpse, but there's crazy well, stuff. Well, my God. In movie. Uh, well, because right. the corpse was blown in pieces. I, yeah, but, but I think the difference is from the Tim Burton Batman to the Batman versus Superman movie, you've had the bar raised because the Marvel heroes you see on film are the Marvel characters you see in the comics. They are true to the comic book characters. Yeah. Period. The Captain America in the Captain America movies is the ultimate personification of the cop of the of the Captain America that's been in comics for sixty years. So, I think that's probably what you're what you're dealing with. You've got look. You don't have to. You don't have to do this. Batman can still be cool and not kill people. He's done it for eighty years at this point, right? Batman is established to be this typeset, and part of the popularity of the Marvel films is you took what's on the page and made it popular to everybody. So the fact that you felt you needed to abandon that for Batman lost your viewer, lost a lot of viewers. You didn't have to. You didn't have to do that. And and, and basically between Tim Burton and now, the bar's been raised. You can make the hero from the page into a movie and be the ultimate personification of that comic book character that you read as a kid and stay true to that character and not have to sacrifice anything. I will just tell tell you and the Adam and all the uh, other people, y'all just need to watch the Adam West stuff because it's just it's just hard to do that. Well, Marvel's been doing it for 10 years. Uh, well, even, even Brad, you said yourself that Winter Soldier bothered, bothered you because Captain America was killing people. People were getting shot. And shot. Right, right. But they Captain America has killed night. people in the comics. It's established. Like, during wartime, Captain America has killed, period. Yeah, I'm sure has- Batman's killed somebody. Oh, sure. I mean, he's... Uh, was it KGB? He walled up the KGB. Yeah, he just walled him up. He walled up the KGB, <laughs> but he didn't kill him. He oh my him. God! I mean, he might. It would have been nicer if he would just put a bullet in his head. <laughs> but they came back later. They came back. Uh, I don't know. A couple years later, and said he's like, you know, they addressed it. That he called the police and told them where to find him. Oh, so like he Good informed guy Gordon about where to find him. He locked him up. He locked him down there and, and walked away. And it was a cool moment because everybody's like, oh. That was just them retconning. Did he brick him up, though? He went through all that no, stuff brick him up? And- no, he didn't brick him up. Like, there was there was a, uh, a steel door, like, storage area <laughs> underneath Gotham. Like, they were fighting in the tunnels under Gotham. And he basically locked him in it and barricaded the door with, like, uh, like uh, a beam or something, and and just walked away. And that's the way the comic ended. And it was a cool moment. And never, but he never actually killed KG Beast. It's it's just like the Killing Joke. It's just like the Killing Joke. If you read the Killing Joke, you can read it two ways. You can read it at the. Uh, some people read the Killing Joke at the end and think that Batman broke 
Joker's neck and killed him, finally killed him. Yeah. And some people and, and some people read it and think, well, Batman finally just cracked. having a good laugh. Yeah. Yeah, it finally cracked and Joker, you know, is Batman kind of going crazy? Is Joker I mean, finally I get, got to him? I get what you're saying. I understand what you're saying. I don't mean to to shit on it or anything, but like. <laughs> But, like, they did the same thing to Superman, in my opinion. They made Superman way too dark, way too mopey, and, uh, which is a shame because they had a really good actor for him. Well, and see, that messes up what you just said, though. So if Superman is supposed to be this pinnacle of light that's going to show Batman the, the way and, and the, you know, what, the way he's doing it is wrong, then that Superman should have never killed Zod. Right. So, oh, yeah, you're right. I mean, they, yeah, they so, totally fucked all that up. I mean, so if you wanted to do that, I could get on board with that. I could totally get on board with that. If if you said, hey, Steve Rogers, Captain America versus Batman, and Steve Rogers, Captain America is going to convince Batman that his ways are wrong and, 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 and he, you know, he should gravitate towards the light. Then, yeah, because you've established, you know, Chris, uh, Chris Evans, Captain America is what Superman should be. Like that's that is how that character should have been in that first Superman movie, but it wasn't. Yeah. So so how is how is Superman supposed to be like this pinnacle of light and virtue when he right. destroyed half of uh, Metropolis, wanton destruction, tons of casualties? He murders the villain at the end of the movie. Like well, why would this guy be the, the like uh, a pinnacle of virtue? Yeah. I, so so the problem is. You can't have it both ways. You can't make Superman dark and then say Batman's darker, but Batman's going to be less dark because he wants to be, he only wants to be gray. But Superman's no better. Like, you can't do it. If you want to have that dichotomy, you've got to make Superman good. And they didn't do that either. No, to me, they they missed the boat on Superman. It's so simple to make him just a country boy from Kansas. That's all he is. And... What was that miniseries that they uh, Jeff Loeb did? That was Superman for all seasons. God, that was a great miniseries. And uh, you know, and that's all he was. He's just a big old corn-fed, you know, country boy who just happens to be an alien and doesn't really kind of realize it. You know, I mean, it was fucking awesome. And that's how they should have played though. Well, I but they did. <clears throat> I still contend that Man of Steel was another fantastic movie. And I I, I enjoyed both Man of Steel and Batman v Superman. Again, if thinking of it that this is, you know, they're certainly not the definitive uh, uh, representation of these characters, but it's just a different story. So I I think I just, it was fantastic. I get, the, only, the only reason I don't like Man of Steel, I get mad because I feel like they just totally missed the boat on something, you know, that. I don't think they missed the boat, though. But I will See, say, that's, that's my thing is I feel that way about Batman because it's like, well, damn it, you screwed up Superman first, and now you're continuing to screw up another character because now he's killing. So whereas if you had if you'd done Superman right, and then and then kind of hinted at you know Batman's lost his way because Robin died, Joker murdered him, you know, and Superman's the way back towards the light. I'm cool with that. It makes it, it gives the movie an entirely different layer and a different context, and I'm good with that. But they didn't they didn't set up Superman to be that. So now you you now instead of having a light and a dark, you've got two characters that have been muddied for no reason. 
Well, I, I uh, we should probably wrap up this section. I should have yeah. played the retro review uh, soundtrack, the theme song before oh, yeah, we started here. <laughs> uh, but we do have some actual movie and TV reviews that we may want to get to 45 minutes into it here, guys. All right, 45 minutes. Good uh, lord. <laughs> All right, TV wise, let's hear some TV reviews. Well, I did watch a big Walking Dead episode uh, Sunday night, which I thought was interesting because I really thought this was going to be the cliffhanger, but next week is the cliffhanger, which I did read an article that they did this on purpose because a few seasons ago they they ended it with a big cliffhanger like this, and all the viewers kind of dropped off. So they purposely made this big reveal the episode before the cliffhanger so they could kind of string the viewers along a little bit more and kind of do a resolution of some of these plot lines before they go into a summer break. But uh, it was a really good episode. I, to me, the book still did it better, but I, I did enjoy the episode. The ones that they killed, you know, of course, there was probably about four or five of them that you didn't give really give a shit of, you know, uh, well, some of them you didn't see before the beginning of the episode. I've never right. seen that redheaded girl before that episode. And so, like, as soon as she was, as as she, she was uh, uh, I know what you mean, but she was part of Negan's, she was one of Negan's wives um, back in the, uh, the Savior days. She was one of his wives. She was the one that would always, like, she was, she'd kind of flirt with uh, Eugene when Eugene was working for Negan. She'd kind of go in there and flirt with him. Now, the little girl with the glasses that they ceremoniously put the glasses on the spike on the head, which I thought was kind of funny looking. Um, Make sure you recognize her. Well, that knows, like, be sure you put the, the head on that spike to put her glasses on, too. Here you go. Um, but her and that other kid, yeah, I didn't, they, that was the first time I'd seen them, too. No, they had been in episodes earlier in the season when, okay. when he was trying to hide Lydia or whatever her name is. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, it was the. Uh, I like the way they, the they. I just like the way they differentiated, differentiated from the comic book, deviated from the comic book because it was kind of a surprise, you know? Especially like with Henry being the one that died instead of King Ezekiel. Yeah, I'm really glad they didn't kill King Ezekiel because honestly, he's probably like my favorite character. Yeah, I, am too. I agree with you on that. And, and I was kind of surprised. As a matter of fact, it was so weird because I couldn't, I didn't recognize Tara's head. I thought that was Rosita. Oh, I, I knew she died in the comic, but then I saw Rosita in the crowd when they were explaining all that. And I was like, okay, who was that? And then I realized it was Tara. But the thing is, is I didn't like how they did the little explanation. Like, you didn't yeah, need to explain. Yeah, that was my problem with it. Yeah, that's my problem too. So, so the deviation was that instead of Rosita and, and Ezekiel, we got Henry and, and Tara. Right. right. But uh, the, them feeling the need to put that little epilogue explanation at the end really yeah, that was, screwed up the whole episode, if you I think about so it. Yeah, I thought so, too. Yeah, I thought so, too. How the hell did she smuggle eight people out of the town, out of the kingdom, without anybody right. knowing? Right. Well, it's ten people. 
Yeah, so it's one thing if she killed them, hid the bodies in the kingdom, and took the heads out. It's another thing for her to somehow get, like, lure these people out of the town. With, I mean, what's she do? Like, like roll them up in a rug and carry it out? How the well, hell she get yeah. them out of the kingdom? Yeah, it was that part to me. Well, I mean, I like the like they did in the comic. They did in the comic book. They never really showed how how they died. They just they just died. You know, they took them some way and they murdered them, and that was it. You just you have in to the comic your own book, imagination. The comic book it alluded to the fact alluded to the fact that multiple people snuck into the to the uh, fair. Right. Yes, it was just Alpha. So how the hell did Alpha? Well, whoa, 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 whoa! And this it was Alpha, but then she had all all of a sudden she had all her people with her because they were all there in that where they were holding them prisoner at, and it looked like somebody's stable. It looked like part of uh, the stable at the kingdom. No, it wasn't because the highwaymen were stumbled upon them. So, and the highwaymen made up three of the people that were killed. Right. Right. So, yeah, that whole ex and, and so she kidnapped. She kidnaps. Uh, well, there was eight spikes. So she kidnapped six people. It was no, ten, so she, so. no, because because she let uh, she, uh, what's the doctor live? <laughs> so she kidnapped six, and the highwayman broke in, and she killed the highwayman plus five, and let the doctor live to tell what happened. It was ten so, people total, though. Ten people died. There's only eight spikes, I think. No, there's ten. Uh, anyway, regardless. Yeah, it, it, like the whole explaining that story at the end made it, it told it made too many plot like plot holes in the rest of the episode. If you just left it as her and the heads, and they didn't say anything else like they did in the comic, multiple people had snuck into the had snuck in, and you saw in the epilogue you had people. Talking to the people that had been kidnapped, um, but the people talking to them were whispers. So right, you could, right. You, so it was it was multiple people snuck in. And this, the only person that snuck in that we saw was Alpha. She was she had to have been crazy busy to have, have kidnapped all those people, snuck them out of the prison, and went back for more, or uh, snuck them out of the the kingdom and went back for more, ju- just to kill them off sight. Yeah, I thought that was just, it was really stupid. It, it, they didn't need to show that. It was really dumb. It really made no sense. It, it was, you know, it seems to me that if you're going to kidnap somebody, you're going to take them all, you wouldn't put them all together and then kill them all at once. You know, you just kill them as you took them. And that's how it, that's how they alluded to it in the comic book. They, they just kidnapped them and killed them as soon as they kidnapped them and then, it's just ahead. Yeah, it's a hell of a lot easier to sneak a head out than it is right. to sneak a, 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 to walk a live person out right. against their will. So, I, I that was just a dumb. I, when I saw that, I was like, God, and it took away from the episode. It really did. Yeah, right, right, yeah, yeah. They should have just stopped. They, yeah, they should have stopped. Right, right there at the, the spike. That's all they had to do, and that that's it. You know, but no, we had to drag it on a little bit. Like, good God. But other than that, I, I did like the episode. Uh, like I said, I, I like the, the way they did it better in the comic, but it, uh, it it had a little bit more of a gut punch in the comic than it yeah. did on here. 
Well, but there's talk next week that Rick Grimes may be making another. Uh, at least his voice may be heard on the radio. Oh yeah, yeah, because because that one that's a plot in the comic right now that Ezekiel's got or not Ezekiel but Eugene's he gets the radio working and he and he makes connection with a whole other community. Right. So. But that other community, it could be, yeah, like you said, it could be Rick. Instead of who it is in the comic, who's just kind of a nobody that just introduced. Like, you, you know, before you see who it is, you know, you know there's no pre-context as to who it is. But, yeah, it'd be pretty cool for it to be Rick. Could be Rick, and then that's the way Michonne and they would get rid of them is to, you know, she, he sends a helicopter for them or he sends somebody, you know, he's, he's where he's at, he's happy, but she goes and joins them. And that way you you get rid of them. Right. Yeah, I uh I don't know. That that the end of that episode was just garbage. I, I wonder where it's gonna lead next. I the best part about the episode was was like don't like, literally the entire time and this is probably the only time I've been like this it, uh, the first time I've been like this with Walking Dead in a couple of years. Maybe like three or four, when I was like don't kill Ezekiel. Like, just don't let it be Ezekiel. Just don't let it be Ezekiel. And I realized, man, I'm really invested in this character, but I like that actor a ton. I do, too. He re- he's, he's a really good actor. And he's cyborg he- on Teen Titans. So I just wanted to say Booyah one time. <laughs> oh, but he's God. the voice of uh, cyborg, cyborg and Teen Titans. But, They're, yeah. They, yeah. Need, they need to go ahead and release Negan because they need another Rick Grimes. Well, that's and, the thing, and, and that's what happens in the comics next, you know, uh, is there's, and I think that's what next season's going to be, is uh, Negan and Alpha cross paths, and it kind of yeah, goes. They've got, they've got to, because Daryl, Daryl is just not enough to carry this show. He's just it's not in his character to be a leader, you know, because he's too much of a loner, and he's still playing the loner part, so he's not stepped up to be a leader there's no one that shows like flopping around aimlessly. I mean, there's no one that's really stood up to take the reins of it. So they really need a, and I'm surprised they've not let Negan come back a little bit sooner, except these little guest spots, these little shots. Well, I think they're trying to, I think it's that whole absence makes the heart grow fonder. It's, Hey, let him sit on the sidelines, let him do his thing, give him that redemption arc, show a little bit of progress and then you, if it happens like in the comic books, you know, Negan, Negan talks his way you know out what? of the cell. You know what I call that? He's got to come in and Fonzie it up. He's going to have to Fonzie it up, right? But, but in the, uh, in the comics, he talks his way out of the cell and basically confronts Alpha, um, and does something good for the, you know, for the community. And, and he's got that act of redemption. But what's cool about it in the comic is he's still batshit crazy. He's just good batshit crazy instead of bad batshit crazy. So, he even right. finds Lucille in the comic. I wonder so, where Lucille's at in the TV show. I don't know. I just like the fact that Alpha was able to get cleaned up very well when she, when she was in disguise. I mean... Clean as a whistle. Didn't see no dirt on her, but like later on, she's all the dirty. The minute, yeah, the minute <laughs> she's back out, like she's got suddenly got all that shit around her eyes. And <laughs> yeah, it's like where it's does it come like, from? 
I don't know. I mean, does she just rub dirt on? Where did she take a shower at? I mean, and plus, she's wearing that wig. It's supposed to be that girl's scalp. I mean, do you think that'd be something? Uh, you're bleeding up there a little bit. I don't know. It just seems, ah, that, ah. But I did like the episode. So, I, I, The Walking Dead's much better than it was last year. I will say that. It, it kept my interest a lot more this year than it did. I, I, I do think one like of my outside. favorite. My favorite, like, side storylines is the whole movie theater thing. Oh, God, you know, I hope you're kidding. No, I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. Like, like that's the, the fact that they, they've won people over because they've got this movie theater. You know, they went and got the, they got the bulb, and they could show me. I honestly thought that's where they were going to kidnap these people from. I thought the massacre was going to start happening in the movie theater. I thought that for a second, too. But yeah. it is. That's like the, the that's like that because the whole thing is like community is for years and years and years we've said you're safer alone you can't trust anybody you're safer alone and the story arc is turning now to well no there's strength in community and so the the theater is kind of like that that pinnacle of like you know we're a community we're say you know we're, we're better as a whole than we are individually like uh I don't know. I like the movie theater stuff a lot. I like the fact that that's been like a kind of an under undercurrent for the past few episodes. So even the way they got the highwayman, you know, he's like, "Hey, you want to see a movie?" And he's like, "Are you serious?" Like, like that's what it took to like. That's win what the it moment. took. So yeah, it's uh, I, I like the season. It's been a good season. So I mean, interesting to see how. Season finale comes, and we'll talk about it next week if we uh, if it's something shocking. Brett, Lord willing. Brett's still there? Uh, barely, there? yes. I was waiting for you, Sorry, you guys to stop talking about Walking Dead. But it's, <laughs> you know what? You sold me. Maybe I'll watch the season finale. Ah, there you go. There you there go. You need to watch it. Need to watch it. The Whispers uh, Alpha is uh, probably the, the best villain, in my opinion, so far. Well, I take that back. Negan's really good. The only bad thing about Negan is they dragged that storyline way too long. The same thing with the governor. Oh, Negan, they dragged it out way longer than the governor. No, Negan, governor was two full seasons. Was it really? Yeah. All right, Brad, what do you got? I've got uh, movie reviews. Oh my God, Brad saw a movie. Uh, yeah, uh, the boys actually had a birthday party to go to, so the wife and I went to a movie. And there you go. Yeah, we actually paid to go see a movie. It was kind of kind of interesting. Wow. Yeah, Whoa. I don't know if you guys know, but they have these seats now that recline and are really comfortable. Oh my God, you can Brad. kind of you can kind of drop trowel and take a pee. Even that's how comfortable <laughs> I got. The cup holders fit 32 ounce now also. So yeah, really the cup holders fit the, the pee bottle just fine. Ain't no complaints here. Nice. Uh, no, but I watched, uh, we saw Up, Us, not Up. Uh, we saw Us. Uh, yeah, I'm finally getting around to seeing Up. been around for about 10 years now. Well, I'm a little bit behind. As a uh, movie review podcaster, I'm a little bit behind on these things. Uh, no, we saw Jordan Peele's Up. Uh, oh, God damn it, I did it again. Us. And, uh, Jordan Peele's up. 
Yeah. It's about a black family who goes up in the clouds and they meet a well, weird she can't black have a baby. It's a real kick in the nuts. It is horrible. Uh, saw us and it was, uh, you know, he's kind of, it was enjoyable. It was a lot, uh, uh, it was a little bit more thrillerish. I expected, I would, I was wanting more horror movie, but it was a little bit more thriller than horror. Uh, and totally, I think, Brian, you'd mentioned a couple of podcasts ago, a couple of episodes, uh, that you'd read that the third act kind of does a little bit of a weird thing, a little bit like Get Out does, and it does. I mean, it's definitely goes into a complete science fiction type mode toward the end, just like Get Out. That's kind of what he did with Get Get Out, too. I mean, yeah, yeah. Same thing the, the phrase was absurd. Uh, it's yeah, a, it's I mean, coming again, along at a good click, and then and then it gets into the absurd in the third act. It, it does, but uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, who are we to be critical of it? I mean, yes, guess what? You know, what other movies are kind of absurd? Uh, thawing a man out after a couple of hundred years, and he comes back as a super soldier. I don't know. That's kind of absurd too, right? So it's sort of like, yeah, I mean, it goes into a sci-fi movie, and he doesn't. Answer right, it was only like sixty years. Yeah, whatever. I thought I thought Conan was an Avenger now. Um, the uh, that is true. The, the barbaric Avengers isn't isn't that a thing in the comic books nowadays? Savage Avengers. The Savage, Savage yes, Avengers. The, so, um, but uh, so yeah, it's like yeah, it goes into sci-fi mode. But uh, most sci-fi movies are kind of outrageous and all that kind of stuff. Uh, it didn't necessarily take away from the enjoyment of the movie. Uh, the breakout star of the movie, the kids were actually very good. You know, those can ruin a movie when you have kid actors that are too annoying. But I thought both the, the boy and the girl did really well. Uh, but the breakout star was uh, Manape, uh, um, um, Gubu, or whatever from Black oh. Panther, Winston Duke. Um, really? Was, was yeah. Dad? He was fantastic, yeah. yeah. Um, so, again, he brought a lot of comedy to it and stuff like that. And there were some you know, kind of laugh out loud type moments and all that. So that, you know, not necessarily uh, as serious. Like I said, I was looking for more of a horror movie and it was kind of, it was a thriller and it had a lot of tinges of comedy and absurd science fiction, but it, it almost is one of those movies where you're like, ah, let me see it again. Not because I had to leave to pee a couple of times, but because once you know what the twist ending is, you're like, oh, let me backtrack out and see if you can see hints of it throughout the movie. And you kind of, you think about it and you do. Um, but I won't give any spoilers in case you end up going to see it. Or if by now, if you haven't had it spoiled for you, you probably, uh, you could read it if, uh, online elsewhere. Uh, but no, it was enjoyable. I would give it a, uh, a solid three. <laughs> three? Yeah. After that build-up, it's a three. <laughs> you know I'm hard to impress. I was waiting for a four or at least a, I mean, a five or at least a four. But. You know what? Maybe I'll – I forgot what the rating system is, so I'll have to go back and listen to it. it may, because I did say it does make you want to go back and watch it again to pick up on stuff, maybe I will give it a four. There you go. There you go. There you, go. That makes you talk me better. into it, raising my own rating. Hey, Brad. Damn. Yeah, I want to go see it. I, I just didn't get time this weekend to go. But uh, I'll probably, if no, not. Alex, Alex saw it. He said it was. He liked it. He says it's his favorite movie this year. <laughs> Jesus, absolute Alex. Absolute, absolute Alex has not changed. He is he is consistent, if nothing. Uh, 
Yeah, I mean, there were there were some things in it where you're just like, ah, whatever. But again, we're in the the world of movies where you do have to take these uh, blind leaps of faith and just say, yeah, sure, that could happen. Uh, a lot of eighty, a few eighties references that Podman Ron may appreciate and stuff. But hey. uh, yeah. Let me ask you this: Did it uh, unseat Captain Marvel as the number one movie this weekend? Yes, it did. All right. All right. That's all. That's all it took. Good. Good. <laughs> that's all it took to make Marvel hand Marvel's ass to her. That beautiful eyes of Captain Marvel. Brian, what did you saw see? a movie as well? Captain as, Marvel. As we well, the real Captain. The, Marvel. the original Captain Marvel. What? So. Yeah, saw uh, Shazam. We saw a early screening of Shazam, and uh, I think well, look at the Rotten Tomatoes is now. Um, but when it first released, the Rotten Tomatoes score, the uh, initial release was ninety seven percent. So I wonder what it is right now. I think it's uh, a ninety three. I, I gotta say, if uh, it will be Al- absolute Alex's favorite movie of the year. Wow! Uh, in two weeks when he sees it, <laughs> and then that'll change. To hell know. with us! And then it'll change the week after. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. Let's see. Got it out yet? Uh, yes, Shazam, ninety-three percent. I'm telling you, uh, that movie is very, very good. Wow! No, spo- uh, no spoilers. Don't spoil it for Podman Ron. No spoilers. But two. Uh, I've got two ten-year-olds. Like, to a 10-year-old, I would liken it to Deadpool, the first movie. Not that it's got <laughs> right. raunchy humor, but it's kind of like that self-referential, you know, kind of highlighting the absurdity of, of some superhero movies. Uh, just the whole sequence with him trying because there's a little bit of the greatest American hero to this movie. Wow. So... Yeah, because he has nobody gave him like the instruction booklet about his powers, so he has to basically him and Freddie have to figure out what his power set is, and so that's the montage. Is not the montage is not him, you know, becoming better with his skills. It's just trying to figure out what the hell he can do with these powers. Yeah, what all are, are all his powers, and so they reference all these other superhero powers to see if he has a power like Aquaman or see if he has a power like Superman or a power like you know X Y Z character. Which all that stuff is great. Zachary Levi is a great actor. He's perfect for the role. Uh, like to the extent of uh, it's casting probably equivalent to Chris Evans as Captain America. Like he embodies the role. Um, it's it's a really good movie. It's a it's a very good movie. A very fun movie. Laugh out loud. Uh, comedy moments. Um, uh, it it. Runs a little long. I mean, I've heard reviews say it's almost like two movies kind of fused together. Yeah. But I, honestly, uh, it goes by. I I totally enjoyed it. Like wow. it, it was a great film, and, and, and clearly, I, I wonder because uh, people had said the early um, speculation was, or the scuttlebutt was, is this a better? Um, is it going to end up with a better Rotten Tomato score than Wonder Woman? And wow. I'm going to look right now. I think they're the same, if I'm not mistaken. They're they're at the same. Either 93 or 94, they're both. Yeah, Wonder Woman's a 93 as well. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, excellent film. So what would you like, give it? Uh, I'd, probably, I'd give it a five. 
Damn. Hey. So it's very uh, – one of the reviews I read said it's uh, almost like an Amblin entertainment-type movie. Okay. Really? You know, like that kind of Steven Spielberg, you know, kids, you know, uh, just that vibe. Like the whole the whole backdrop of the foster kids and all the different personalities of the kids and the the dynamic of him and Freddie, uh, that stuff's just great. Uh, it's it's a very good movie. Um, there's a little bit of of some problem towards the end, and you'll see it when you get there. With you know, part of the reason why we didn't like uh, the third act of Wonder Woman is does the way Steppenwolf looked, right? There's a little bit of that that ha- goes on, uh, not as much in the third act of, of uh, Shazam, but excellent. Uh, one, and one thing they don't ever address is his name at any point. Do they, do they call him Shazam or do they call him anything? No. No. And it's a running gag the entire movie is to, you know, God. what's your name? What do we call you? Like, so, and, he, and, and throughout the movie, it's ever evolving. But at no point is he ever called Shazam or Captain Marvel or anything. And the question is, well, uh, that would be a spoiler. I'll leave that. Away. I'll leave that alone. All right. Yeah. Don't don't spoil. Right, well, so that comes out next well, weekend. Is that right? It comes out the fifth. Yeah. The fifth. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Well, so okay. I am looking forward to it. It's actually. I mean. <clears throat> Ever since I've seen the first, I, I admit, when I first saw him in the costume, I was like, oh, this looks kind of bad. But uh, then I started seeing the commercials, and they, they're they funny. I, I like humor in these movies, and uh, and I like the uh, the trailers of it. And there's a, there's a few special effects, like when he jumps off the building and the lightning hits, and that looks cool as shit. Yeah, that's, that's so, probably the, the, the like, uh, there's a couple of, like, Scenes where you know it's when when the crowd's like you know woo and starts clapping yeah. and stuff in the middle of the movie like there's a couple of those scenes like that and that's one of them. That's cool. I mean, so, so I'm looking forward to this. this. Is like this is actually besides Infinity War or whatever the hell Endgame. This is probably the the second most anticipated movie I've had for the year was Shazam, more so than. Captain Marvel movie and the Spider-Man movie. Spider-Man movie is just, just not, I don't know. I, just, there's no excitement for it. It just don't, there's nothing that's got me hyped for it. Just give it time for the trailer to come out. Not to take us on too big of a detour. I don't think this will. But something that I meant to mention on the last call, or on our last uh, podcast, was, uh, you know, the whole thing with Nick Fury in Spider-Man Homecoming, people are saying, you know, there's a rumor that he's chameleon, right? And he's not acting like Nick Fury, and, you know, maybe it's chameleon or some sort of plot or it's uh, Mysterio, you know, is is pretending to be Nick Fury, whatever. Um, But that's not the real Nick Fury. Uh, There was another, did you guys see this about Nick Fury being a scroll and the big, like, Wait a minute, it's it's along the same lines as uh as Loki. The fact that Loki always uh, is always left-handed, except for when he's an illusion, he uses his right hand. So it's like he's a mirror image of himself whenever he projects an illusion. Is this about the sandwich? The sandwich. Oh my yeah. god. Yeah. Did you hear this, Ron? Ugh. 
This is this is our last segment. This is where we should end the podcast. This is again. where we should end the podcast. Go this ahead. I'll tell you what I heard. If it's not the same. Okay. So the 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 theory is, and it's one of the stupidest lines in the entire Captain Marvel movie. But I know. He, oh, yeah. he can't <laughs> eat a sandwich that's cut uh, diagonally. Yeah. It has to be cut down the middle. Like yeah. he it, like it, it, he abhors a sandwich that's cut diagonally. Well, and then somebody went and got a screen capture of uh, Avengers Infinity War. No, no, no. Uh, Age of Ultron. Age of yeah. Ultron, when they're back at the Clint's uh, homestead, his farm, and Nick's eating a sandwich that's cut diagonally. And people are like, there's proof that he's a scroll." <laughs> Maybe. Oh, no. my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> I just thought it was interesting. It was just funny. But uh, that's how deep we've gotten into these movies at this point. People are pausing to see how Nick Fury cut his sandwich. Dude, they're see, still doing that thing. I bitched about it before, the Star Wars in, in the Endgame. It's like you cannot open a screen, screen rent website or a CDR website without, you know, top of uh, Endgame theory, you know. Here's the newest theory. I mean, it's every day they've got some cockamamie theory of what's going to happen. It's like, do they it's just make much. this shit up? Just every day, do they they have something different every day of some theory? It's like, God. It would be funny if, uh, <laughs> in uh, uh, whenever you know the next set of movies comes out, if. Captain Marvel is sitting there and notices Nick Fury eating a, cut, a sandwich cut diagonally. <laughs> and that's how he gets outed as a scroll. <laughs> he slaps the sandwich out of his hand. Who the hell are you? <laughs> but all, but not only does it point out how absurd the theories have gotten, it also underlines how absurd that script was for, for Captain that Marvel. Was so that, that, that that line made it into the movie. That was so dumb. I mean, I don't like to cut my, my sandwiches back. I can't eat a sandwich that's cut diagonally. What kind of bullshit is that? Yep. All right. All right. We'll probably right. go. I think Brad's ready to go. Brad's ready to wrap this up. It's way past my bedtime. Oh! All right. So we're uh, so next week we'll try to get a full Shazam review maybe? No, not well, next week. Well, no, week after next. Oh, I thought it was two weeks. Okay, so we'll we'll get a uh, we'll get another review. Maybe we'll uh, just skip a week. No shit, no. You know what? Here, <laughs> here we go. Everybody, watch a movie this week. It's okay. a whole movie, this movie. Everybody, watch something. Okay. And bring it to the table. I'm going to go see To Kill a Mockingbird tomorrow night. Oh Jesus Christ! Preferably something that. I thought you said an old movie. Forty years old. Fuck. Right. We should all pick a movie that, uh, or at least Netflix have some overlap here. in the films. Well, Netflix here, but remember, in our uh, Road to 100 uh, hallucinogenic uh, podcast there, Ryan, when we were talking about doing uh, Netflix roulette and rolling a dice oh, yeah. and assigning, based on the dice, we would have to count rows down and columns over of a Netflix queue <laughs> and assign... Uh, assign someone, you know, everybody would get assigned a movie to watch, and you'd have to watch it no matter how much you did or did not want to watch it. That's interesting. Yeah, so I'll, 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 
instead, you know what, Podman Ron, I know you love making rules and numbers and things like that, but let me take this one. Let me take that take on. Take that one. And I'll take that <laughs> off your plate. Meantime, in the meantime, we'll all watch something on Netflix or Hulu. Well, and okay. I'll tell you what I would like to watch. I'm interested if either of you have seen it, because I never have. I want to watch Excalibur from the 80s. You have watched it, I'm sure. Yeah, I've got it on disc. Yeah. So, great. so maybe if I watch Excalibur, we can compare notes, Brad. Uh, I, 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 it's been a while since I've seen it, but uh, I love to see a Harry Patrick Stewart, and uh, I think all the dialogue was ADR, if I remember correctly. Uh, but it was, I'll it was watch good. Something, I'll watch something else, and uh, I'll get back to you. <laughs> see, I, every time we try to bring something up, Podman Ron, if he doesn't like it, he just if it makes fun of idea, it. If it's he not, won't do it. He will not it's do not it. Sad, if you can't come up with a convoluted rating system. No. <laughs> and he's, he doesn't want any part of it. All right. I won't be, just watch Corvette Summer, Podman Ron, and just be happy. I love with Corvette Summer. <laughs> All right. So we're going to watch a movie and we'll review random movies. So let's just say, let's. It's not, a rando. Yeah, but it's it can't rando. be too mainstream. Nothing too crazy, but nothing too mainstream. Fair enough? Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Until next time. Save it for the podcast.